Hey everyone, this is Allie Krieger, and this is the Second Wind Podcast. And I want to talk about the 2015-2019 run. The champions of the world. You can't even put it into words, the emotion, mm-hmm. because you work your entire life to be on the World Cup team and to win. Just every game mattered. Right. And it was every game you felt like I worked my entire life, every single day that I was out on the field for this game. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I I signed up to play football, right? I signed up to play soccer. You don't always sign up for all of the other things that come along with it. You know, you start building your brand and you start getting noticed and becoming a public figure. And then mm-hmm. all these other responsibilities come into play. I still want to be that kind, um, hardworking, empathetic, compassionate human being. What's up, Second Wind family? Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of the Second Wind podcast. We just want to say first off and foremost, Happy New Year. Hopefully everyone had a great holidays. Uh, with that being said, please like, comment and subscribe as we still try to build this platform. We appreciate everything and all the love that you guys do. Support us on all of our socials. With that being said, again, please like, comment, and subscribe. Enjoy the episode. Second Wind family, what's good, man? Welcome to another episode of the Second Wind Podcast. I am Gio here with my partner in crime. Already back again. Mr. Jo- I thought you were going to leave me hanging. I wasn't going to leave me hanging. You got the pissed. messed up finger, though. I was about to you do. Pissed. It's all good. I want to wish you guys a happy new year, man. We took a break off for the holidays. We think it's important to you know take time with your family. These yep. times are important. You never know you know, when you're not going to be able to see your family again. So we want to take some time to be with our family, give you time to be with your family. But we're back with another fire guest, someone who has caught a lot of second wins in her life. Uh, You know, Olympian, World Cup champion, Mm. two-time World Cup champion, the great... Ali Krieger is on the show Thank today. You so much. Yay! Hi everyone. You on. Appreciate Thank you coming Thank on, you. man. Thank you for inviting me. You of know, course. before anything, I want to give you your flowers because <laughs> the career that you had was amazing. Like to play at the level that you played at for so long, people don't understand like the meticulous preparation that goes into that, taking care of your body, like yep. your mental, all that type of stuff. So the question that we like to ask before anything is a simple question, but I think it's important because athletes don't get asked this enough. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? How's your body? How's your mental? You know, like, how are you? Yeah, first and foremost, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. And I'm so happy to be here with both of you. Um, yeah, I, wow, 17 years. Yeah, it feels like it is a long time. Like, I've been playing since I was like five, six years old, Damn. professionally 17, obviously. And then, I mean, overall, probably like 33 years. So it's just like my body was ready like for a rest. And I'm, right. I'm like out there chasing like 20 year olds around. I'm like, what am I, I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I mean, they're not running past me yet, but I, it was time. And it was um, such a great way to end. Obviously, winning a championship. So yeah, every yeah. athlete's dream. And so that was was like you know also um even though i made my announcement at the beginning of the year right um it just felt like a right you know the right time i want to prioritize spending time with my kids Mm -hmm. and i want to move on to the next phase Mm -hmm. and i think that that it just felt right and 
and I know a lot of athletes say that, um, you just, you just feel it and you just know. And I think at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, I think, I think this is it. Yeah. I want to give it one more, one more chance to, to win. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to give it everything and then we'll see what happens. So I just knew yeah. at the beginning of the year. How much different is it now? Like just the short time that you've been retired, mm-hmm. like the, just your natural life, like your day in day out life, like what different Schedule, things do you yeah. do? How do you feel? Like, is it like, what do I do now? Yeah, I do because, um, it's hard as an athlete because you're so structured and you have, you know, a schedule every day. You have a plan. Someone's telling you what to do, how to do it, what to eat, where to go, how to sleep and recover. It's like, you know, you, you don't, you just have to get up and you show up and then everything else is kind of laid out for you. It's like you're a robot. Right. And so you don't, you know, you rarely make your own decisions at work. Right. Um, and it's a 24 hour, you know, job being an athlete. Like you have to then after you train, you have to recover and you have to take take care of your body and you have to care, you know, care about what you eat and Mm -hmm. because what you put in your body is going to help you perform well. So it's like, or not. So you have to like pay attention to that. So right now, not having a schedule, it kind of feels like just my normal off season. Mm -hmm. And I think February 1st will be, you know, the, when the team meets back up for preseason. And that I think is when it's going to hit like, oh shit I don't have to go down to Florida, <laughs> Florida like I'm yeah. not going to camp you <laughs> yeah. know so I think that's when it's going to hit but it's weird already right. not having a schedule and someone telling me what to do where to go mm-hmm. so now I have to like kind of reprogram myself into maybe I don't know prioritizing my own schedule and figuring that out so, so for you so for you since you closed that door and we're comfortable closing that door mm-hmm. are you like in a stage now of like trying to find the next thing you're passionate about or are you just trying to take time to just do maybe some things you weren't able to do before. Yeah, both. I think um, I'm really excited to, you know, do things that I wasn't able to, you know, do before, like even go like on a skiing trip or like, mm, you know, yeah. a snowboarding trip or go hang out with my friends and family whenever I want. Right, it's, yeah. it's like now, you know, you, you sacrifice so much, which I don't, always like to say sacrifice because it's a choice right it's a choice that you make and i love what i do so i'm choosing what i love but uh it doesn't mean that i don't get upset not spending time with my friends and family so Mm -hmm. now it's like hey can you come to this event or that birthday party or you know or you know I don't know, just any holiday gathering. It's like, right. yeah, I actually yeah, I can. can make it. Yeah, okay. I can do that like, now. <laughs> you know, save me a seat. So it's that's that's exciting. Um, and then I started to kind of work towards what I wanted to do after um, soccer was done because I always knew it wasn't going to last forever. And I wanted to get a head start, I think, mm-hmm, yeah. a few years ago, um, just in case. Because, right, like, being an athlete is such a risk anyway and you never yep. know when you it's going to be your last game so i needed to kind of get on that a, you know a few years ago um to get ahead of it so now i'm i'm really fortunate enough to be able to kind of jump into hopefully you know broadcasting and and that's what so that's it exciting. looks like now that's exciting yeah so yeah. i'm taking a little break and then i kind of have that on the on the back burner okay well that's super exciting mm-hmm. well first let's take it back to the beginning okay okay right so kind of like you were almost predestined to play soccer you know your dad played professional soccer Mm -hmm. also was one of your coaches Mm -hmm. talk about your journey you know when you first started playing soccer and how that evolved for you at such a young age yeah so my like you said my dad was a coach and my mom also was very athletic they're both educators PE teachers and um you know driver's ed as well um they both taught for like over 40 years so I was like you know kind of 
implement that like that athletic lifestyle was just like yeah. right from the get yeah. yeah so that was implemented like right when i was really young um not that they ever forced me to do anything but they were you know that kind of inspired me the way that they operated and the way that they were in the athletic world it, it just mm-hmm. kind of gave me um, a jump start into it and my brother uh we're only 13 months apart and he's older and he you know would always be i don't know playing at sports and i always wanted to try to like challenge him and beat yeah. him and like chase him <laughs> around and just follow him so like i think that all of that into one kind of was a perfect storm for me to you know start on this athletic journey that's where you got your competitive edge from i did i did i was like yo let's go out in the front yard like i'm ready to (laughs) i'm ready to like beat you yeah and like let's i don't know anything i was so competitive and i think that was just like a drive in me like you're just born with that i don't know if yeah it can be taught but it's just like i had this motivation to just want to like i don't know win at everything was it just Um, soccer did you want to even like ping pong i was like let's go you know (laughs) bowling i was like yeah yeah. anything i was like yeah like tag out you know manhunt out in the yard you know like whatever (laughs) we play they don't play manhunt i mean they're they're missing out but anything like that i was like like let's go but yeah i was my parents really started you know started that out for me because they were just involved with athletics from the very beginning oh that's amazing Mm-hmm. I just need to take a moment to recognize the hair and the makeup yeah. because you Definitely are came snapping Yo. the glam team. Absolutely. This, ain't, you know, this ain't part of the Jewel- pod, but I'm Jewelry just, it's just my own examination. <laughs> oh, my I'm like, yeah. 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 you're doing it today. You're doing it today. Yeah, you're doing it today. Yeah, you're doing your thing. Don't mind us. Thank you. Don't mind us. At what point do you realize, like, okay, I'm I'm really good. Like, I'm not just... All right, like I could, I could be one of the best in the world. Like, what, what point did you realize that? I think it was in high school yeah. when I was. Um... I don't know. I, I would go and train with like the boys teams. My dad was a boys coach yeah. at the high school and I would go in the winter and like train with them. And um, they, I always tried to put myself in a situation where players were better than me. So I'd be uncomfortable and then I would like grow and get better and learn. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to do that with a lot of different, you know, categories in my life. But um, I was always wanting to, you know, just continue to get better every single day, try to work on little things. Um, and I'm, and I knew the bigger things would take care of themselves. So I really focused on, I don't know, showing up and like being that like player for my team that everyone could lean on and being a leader and all the things at such a young age. But then the skill kind of came along with it too. I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I am good at this. Like I'm scoring (laughs) goals and I'm like setting people up and people are making me look good. Like I also need to give credit to a lot of my teammates growing up because if they weren't, challenging me i never would have been the player i am so you know you play with better players they set you up for success Mm -hmm. and i think um in high school when i got virginia virginia gatorade player of the year i don't know if i'm allowed to say gatorade but now you're on here okay (laughs) i got virginia um gatorade player state player of the year yeah and not nationally but just for my state State, and i was like huh okay this is something like is that like you start getting accolades (laughs) right and you're like okay that's like one on the list and my club team was really good we won state championships won regionals like and so i knew i was like you know decent yeah i you know and i'm um so then I started getting letters from college, you know, colleges and yeah. from, you know, playing club tournaments and things. And then, you know, opening all the letters and they just kept coming in. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe like this is, this maybe can be right. a thing. Yeah. Right. So then like Penn State came about yep. and like that was a decision. And so it was between Wake Forest and Penn State. 
just so different from each other like because you know southern school northern school but also like wake forest only had like seven thousand kids yeah and then penn state was like what at the time forty one thousand. i think but um then just you know that making that jump i was like okay well this can be a thing like I'm going to college to play soccer. Like that's sick. Yeah, that's so dope. Yeah, I think that was when I started to recognize I could, you know, continue to get to the next level. And then college, it just took off. Freshman year. And as you just put, uh, you were getting all those offers, and you ended up going to Penn State. Mm -hmm. I saw something about how your mom, uh, she would hide some of the Midwest letters because she 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 didn't want you. She was like, "I'm not driving that far. I'm not driving that far." Research. I didn't know that. Come on, yeah, she would hide the letters because she she didn't want to drive that far. So you end up going to Penn State, Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously you have a stellar career, become Mm -hmm. freshman All American, also two time All American. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about the work and preparation that went to being that type of player? Because Penn State, like, it's a great school. Yeah, high high competition. Obviously, mm-hmm. like you know, talk about the preparation and work that you put in to be the best player you could be while mm-hmm. you were there. Yeah, um, thank you for knowing those oh, um, statistics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it was a huge jump from yeah. club in high yeah. school. I was like, whoa, these women are like so much fitter, faster, stronger than me. Like, how am I going to keep up? But then mm-hmm. once again, I was like, okay, they're better. I just need to like compete, roll my sleeves up, get after it, And mm-hmm. then, you know, just fight and, and claw and scratch because I want to play here. I want to, I want to be great. I want to be elite mm-hmm. and I want to win. And ultimately that's, you know, why you play division one sports and um and i knew i had to like show up because they offered me a scholarship to be there to actually like improve the team so i said okay well my job's cut out for me like i gotta i gotta get after it um because the next person is just waiting in line so you know you have fire you have as you know you have fire underneath of you every day and you have to show up and show out or you're gonna be on the bench so like they're gonna be like it's no nights so i knew i had to you know just show up and 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 make my mark and I did I was like bring it um and yeah. even though they were you know some of them were fitter faster I was like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be even better than you and I'm gonna put you you know fire underneath of you and I'm gonna make it difficult for the coaches to ignore me absolutely and yeah so then I you know I just I just showed up and and I was like listen I'm a freshman but I know how good I can be mm-hmm. and I know how I can I can make this team success, successful and I want to win big 10 championships I want to get to the final four absolutely yeah. and I was just ready to go so um, any chance I got, any opportunity I got, I tried to make it very difficult for them to be like, you know, no, you can't start. Like, yeah. while, obviously, I needed to make my mark in the team. And while you're doing that, right, you're in the fire, right? You're mm-hmm. a freshman, you're trying to play, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, prove yourself. Mm-hmm. What would you say, what was your biggest sacrifice that you had to make for you to be that player that you wanted to be while you were there? I think oftentimes you would want to go out on the weekends you would want to party i mean it was like college was that scene yeah everything's just at your fingertips you're mm-hmm. like you could easily derail right and and i think having that blue collar mentality instilled from the very beginning when i mm. showed up to training and in preseason luckily you kind of have a in August when we showed up uh, and same with football, like you have this um, advantage of being at the school before any other students yeah, are there. Yeah, summer yeah. Session, yeah. So it's like, yeah, summer yeah. sessions or like winter. I don't know. It, it was nice to be with the team and make friends 
within the team before everyone else showed up. So it wasn't as foreign to me, like showing up to, to a brand new team in a school. And like, it wasn't as overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think I was like, okay, I'm settling in and I don't have to go to school just yet. We're, we're just like training and we're like getting integrated into the team um, and having a good understanding of each other and all, and all the roles and responsibilities and expectations really that I was supposed to be doing. And so I think that like was really healthy for me to, you know, get on with like a really, I don't know, like off to a great start. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I played that to my advantage. And then I just worked my butt off every yeah. day. Because you don't fluke yourself to two-time All-American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. Know, and two different positions too. I was, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And I, um, and that was just like. Yeah, so so much fun for me. And then I knew where I wanted to be. I think that was key too. Mm. And I had the willingness to get there. Yeah. I was like, listen, I want to be here so I can't slack off. I can't go to parties every time that someone invites us. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to win a Big Ten championship. We would play Friday and Sundays. It's like two right. games in one weekend. Now, thinking about two games in one weekend, I'm like, <laughs> I need yeah. like a full, yeah. week, a full week, two days rest. Right. Like, right. At my age, I'm like, I can't even imagine doing that again. So that was like the focus. And then on top of that, you know, student comes before athlete. So you mm -hmm. have to really focus on School. You know your academics, yeah. And if you weren't focused on your academics, you wouldn't be able to play. You not on the field. You can't yep. be, yeah. You you couldn't be getting C's and D's and then show up to train. I mean, that we were like, that was a challenge too. So I was like, I can't go out. I can't, you know. I I want to be here. Absolutely. I want to be elite. I don't want to just be average, yeah. and you know, excellent. So. Yeah, you just have to make those choices and sacrifice some nights out or, yep. you know, meeting with friends or mm -hmm. whatever. That's what the grace do, a mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a, like, welcome to college moment for you where you were like, yo, this is, <laughs> this this is, is kind of tricky? <laughs> <laughs> I think our first, like, frat party really? that we had, I was like, what? And then algebra. I was like, <laughs> what is it. 8 a.m.? Like I was like, I have to adjust this. Absolutely. Like, I, I, it wasn't for me. And I loved math. Like, yeah. I, like, my brother and I would exchange, like, I would do his math homework and he would do, like, my science or biology or whatever, like, any, like, art, um, creative homework. But when I was in algebra, I was like, this is not, I don't even, <laughs> um, it's not clicking. Yeah. And I struggled with that. So I was like, some of the courses, I was like, we have to adjust have this to and um, figure it out because I was just not, it wasn't, it wasn't working. Yeah. Um, you went through one of the most, like, traumatic unique situations when you broke your leg mm. in 2006 mm. and you had the near-death experience and mm -hmm. you had the blood clots in your leg and in mm. your lungs and the, the heart attacks and that whole situation like i can't even imagine that can you talk a little bit about that whole situation because as an athlete or even as a human to make it through something like that or go through something like that it's like you know, it, it kind of sets you back like, yo, like what's going on? So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, it was probably one of the most difficult moments in my life because of the pulmonary embolism. Um, but it was somewhat of a perfect storm after um, it was three days before. I'll never forget. It was a Wednesday and we were playing the men's club team mm -hmm. and we would we would play them consistently before like big time games just to get some like, you yeah. know, reps in um, against them and um to, to really like set the tone for the weekend game that we had to win um, against a really good team. And uh, I remember just getting into a bad tackle with one of the players. And um, unfortunately I like felt, felt my leg just like yeah. crumble. We just got twisted up, fell. Um, 
And unfortunately, I knew right away, like they knew right away. And mm-hmm. this was like three days before the NCAA, like first round game. It's crazy. And it was devastating because we were ranked number one that year. Mm. Damn. And we also got like the best stadium or field in the in the country. Like it was just like a great year for yeah. women's soccer mm-hmm. um, and men's soccer too. But um, at that moment, I was like, shit, like this, this sucks. Like I'm out. I'm out now of the tournament. And, you know, like I said before, it's such a risk. You never know if that's your last training or game right. or whatever, because you can never promise an athlete like they're going to return, yeah. you know, the same, if not better than where they were mm-hmm. um, before the injury. So that was a rough go. And then I flew home to visit my parents. Um, well, we actually got to the final four that year and I was on crutches, like yeah. on the sideline. We went to PKs against Portland, which was Megan Rapinoe's team and Christine Sinclair. They played yeah, Sinclair, on. Yep. And unfortunately, we lost um, in in PKs. But um, yeah, either way, like it was a really good year for us. I just mm-hmm. couldn't participate in the most important part of the season, which was such a bummer. And mentally, that like can really bring you down. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so then I the pulmonary pulmonary embolism came um, that January because I kind of flew home. It was like a perfect. I was taking medication at the time. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, my my spiral my surgery for my spiral fracture kind of was a perfect storm for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember coming back to my house on four thirty two West College Ave. Nuts. Anyway, long story short, I like spent you know six months to nine months getting back like on blood thinners and mm-hmm. having to go, and it just was like a whole thing. Um, but luckily, I got back for preseason that next that next year, my senior year. Yeah, and everything was golden. Um, from then on so luckily through that process I was so motivated to stay at school and to be around the team and be around athletes and be around that atmosphere that was so healthy for me to get back on my feet it took a while but yeah it changed it definitely changed my perspective on playing and just life in general yeah Mm -hmm. what did that situation kind of teach you about yourself because you don't know about yourself until you're in a situation where it's like your back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. That's right. the, I mean, there's no greater situation where your back's against the wall than something like that. So what right. did you learn about yourself from that situation? I mean, I just learned to take one day at a time and really, um, you know, focus on kind of challenging myself on like the little, little steps and not think too much in the future yeah. about things that you can't control. So ultimately just control the controllables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, you know, two things my dad always taught me um, that you can control is your work ethic and your attitude towards something. Absolutely. And I said, listen, like, this bar. is now my new my new job. Like, let's not even think about being an athlete and soccer player. Yeah. Let's just focus on, like, getting my leg back and getting, like, my breathing back and, yeah. you know, just ease into it and get back to a point where I can just walk and jog again and just be without crutches and Mm -hmm. i was like 13 weeks non weight bearing too so it was just like such a scene yeah um but yeah just control the controllables and just take baby steps and just kind of set those small goals for yourself and once you accomplish that small goal then you're on to the next one and Mm -hmm. then you build that confidence through that recovery process so it was really difficult but yeah basically just that was my new nine to five job was just yeah. to get back out on my feet. And I had to just kind of push soccer aside and really focus on that. It's a dope mindset. Cause Great some mindset. people would like just crumble, you Fold. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to completely shift it. Like, okay, this is what I got to focus on. Mm-hmm. 
fire. But I knew where I wanted to be, right? Like as an athlete, you're like, I want to be back on that field because that is what makes me happy. And that Mm -hmm. is what, you know, I enjoy doing and what I love to do. So I'm willing to do anything to do that. And I was forced somewhat to just like slow it down and like, you know, kind of go through that process. And mentally, yeah, it's so difficult. But with the proper resources that we had at school, I was really lucky to, you know, have that um, support. And yeah, it really picked me back up and on my feet. And and that's what Mm -hmm. uh, something I wanted to ask you as well. Going through something so traumatic like that Mm -hmm. when you're 19, yeah. Eight, I, yes. Yeah. 18, 17, turning 18 that summer. Sorry, 18, like mm-hmm. going through something like that at such a young age. And you said always, I have that goal in the back of my mind. What were your thoughts and feelings when you first stepped back onto the pitch from bouncing back from that injury? It was such a surreal feeling to put that jersey back on and think of that first day that I was in that hospital, like unsure if I was even going to make it because I had multiple blood clots in my lungs and my mm-hmm. legs. I was just like, remembering how difficult it was to even take a breath Mm -hmm. that I was then, you know, having to perform and play and, you know, survive 90 plus minutes, you know, out on that field. Um, Yeah. I can't really put into words. It was just all of that work that I put in felt so rewarding at the time. And you're just like, I'm so thankful that I had that mindset and Mm -hmm. that willingness to want to be back out here in that, um, because I love being a part of something bigger than myself. And mm-hmm. so my teammates just being out on the field to support my teammates and them supporting me through the whole thing. It was like a full circle moment. It was it was really surreal. And it was, yeah, it was incredible to be back. Well, proud of you. For, Thank for you. That. I just want to say yeah, I'm proud man, of you. Thank real, you. That's, that's so sweet. You are very inspiring. Thank you. Um, so, you know, after that, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but yeah. you graduate and then the same day you get shipped to Germany. Yes. Hello? Can I get two Whopper Junior meals? Damn, $18? Do y'all have like payment plans, like layaway, like anything like that? Y'all don't got that? Where I could pay like maybe $5 right now, like $10 in a week or something like that? Layaway? At a fast food spot? Come on, bro. I've never seen or heard that in my life. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Like, my pockets is hurting right now. I'm down bad. What you need to do is get on prize picks, bro. That's what you need to do if you're down bad like that. Bro, I ain't messing with no prize picks, boy. What I look like? Ah, let's go, man. Another win. Another win. That's like my sixth one all week. Prize picks, man. I told Gio get on prize picks. It's the best one to use. It's another win. Let's go. Man, there's no way this dude just hit on prize picks again. He's up like 5,000 on the week. Damn. Man, let me see how lucky I can get using this prize picks Jarvis keeps talking about. Shoot. Hopefully, he can get me a little bit of money so I could get rich. I never been on a jet before I started using prize picks. Shoot, I couldn't afford anything before I started using prize picks. Hit a couple more on the passing yards, a little less on the rushing yards. Next thing you know, I'm on a jet. I'm trying to make sure everybody eats. Go to prizepicks.com slash mercury and use code mercury to get a $100 deposit on your first deposit. That's a $300. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash mercury and use code mercury to get $100 on your first deposit. You never know what that $100 is going to turn into. You turn into this. Holiday season, my mom sends me to the grocery store to get all these groceries. This is the last thing I want to do during the holidays. I'd rather spend some time with my family, chill and relax. I need to get HelloFresh. It's much faster, 15 minutes to make, and it comes right to your front door. I don't even have to stay in line and do all this shopping. Man, fast food is so good, but it's so bad for you. I got to get on that HelloFresh that Gio was talking about. It's way cheaper and way healthier for you. I'm about to call this dude right now. 
If you don't want to deal with what we just went through, go to HelloFresh.com slash secondwindfree and get free breakfast for life. Hold on, hold on. Did you just hear what he said? For life. That's one breakfast item per box for every active subscription. Please, it's for free for the rest of your life. Hold on, I don't think they heard you. For life. That's for the duration of the time you're alive. You're going to get free breakfast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash secondwindfree and use code secondwindfree to get free breakfast for life. <laughs> life. Yes. Okay, so I missed it. my dinner with my Th- family. That's crazy. Really? Yes. yes. So the same day she graduated, right? <laughs> uh, you get shipped to Germany to play mm-hmm. for Frank Frankfurt. Well, no, this was national team. Um, but then, yeah, that came then shortly that came. after. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So you're there. Right. You're also one of the one of the two Americans to yeah. be a part of the UEFA Women's UEFA, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Women's Cup. Uh, so talk about you know going from college to mm-hmm. that and being in Germany on yeah. your own. Um, you know, full-time experience. Yeah. I think you're fluent, right? Yes. Uh, you can speak it's, it. it's like, I'm losing a little bit over the years yeah. because I don't talk consistently, but, or speak consistently, but yeah. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about, you know, that experience being on your own now, mm-hmm. uh, done with college and, mm-hmm. you know, you were part of a great team, a great situation. Yeah. So that trip from like walking off the stage and getting my diploma, I went right to Germany, which led, um, which led me to my dream job of being a part of a professional team mm-hmm. in Germany. And then that led me to national team. National so team, yep. it was that trip was so meaningful, even though I missed and sacrificed like that dinner with my family yeah. and like celebrating, you know, my four years at school. Like, yeah. wow. I mean, my family was sending me pictures of like us at dinner, you know, like <laughs> cheers to you. Straight and I'm like on the flight. Like, hey, yeah. crazy. I was like, I'm sorry. She hit him with the picture for the <laughs> right? diploma. Then, yeah, and then I that's said, crazy. Yeah, you can miss me with the dinner. Um, (laughs) No, but that that trip led me to make, um, you know, Frankfurt the Mm -hmm. team there because there were European coaches at that tournament that, you know, had seen me play. And that's the the best league, uh, most competitive league at the time. Yeah, it was at the time because we didn't have one here. So Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I going to do after? Once again, I was like, what am I going to do? Literally walked off the stage and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? At least I'm with the U23 national team. Like then hopefully that'll get, because I knew I wanted to play on the full team. Mm and so that, you know, where you compete for Olympics, World Cup, all the things. And so that was like the next step. But I didn't know how to get there. And I knew playing with my guy friends from high school, you know, yeah. pick up twice a week wasn't really going to get me there. So I yeah, said, right, I need right. to like take this chance and take this risk. Mm-hmm. So from that, you know, tournament after graduation, it led me to make the team in Frankfurt. I Frankfurt. literally brought like two bags. I just said bye to my family. I was <laughs> like, listen, I got to go and put myself in a situation where this could lead me to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hungry. I didn't want to. I didn't want to stop. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, I could have just easily gotten a nine to five, just like desk job, right mm-hmm. at home. But I was yeah. like, no, there's something in me that like feels I like this. I can keep doing keep it. Going. Yep. And um, so then, yeah, I went over and I signed a two year deal. Like they, I went on trial for like two weeks, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we want you to stay. But I show up, and there's like, you know, this was in 07 where, um, I think they had just the Germany just won the World Cup. And they all come home and there's like seven German national team players on Frankfurt. And I was like, mm. it's like Birgit Prince and Nia. I mean, these are players who are like so incredible and like yeah. the, some of the best in the world or to even ever play yeah. the game of football. And I'm right there playing with them, like Steffi Jones and Soka Rottenberg. Mm-hmm. These like these amazing players. I was like, this is insane. I landed on this team. Like, what? Yeah. where am I? Right. And. <laughs> That's what helped me get to the next level because they were better than me. 
And I was like, I got to figure this out. I got to keep up. I mean, so Birgit it yelled at me so many days, like so <laughs> often that I was almost in tears half the time. But then I grew to love it. It took me like three months to really get integrated because I was like, I got to, I want to go home. Like, this yeah, is like, not Were you ever like, fuck, like, this is not what I expected. This is hard. I'm going to have to keep, like, do you ever? So hard. Yeah. I was like, this isn't it. Like, I don't have this thick skin right now. I need right. to like grow up. I need to like roll my sleeves up again mm -hmm. and get after it because like I, I'm I'm like sinking right now and I need to I need to swim. I need yeah. to figure it out because this is where I want to be. This is what's gonna get me to the next level. So then I ended up signing for two years. I ended up I came home for Christmas and I was like, I actually want to go back. I like go I back. love yeah, it. Yeah. And so then I go back and like uh, we won the treble the first year and I was like, which is the German Cup, the German, Bundesliga mm -hmm. title. Yep. And the Champions League, the UEFA, yep, UEFA yeah. Cup at the time, but it's now Champions League. And I was like, I guess I should retire. Like, this is pretty easy. Like, I just, <laughs> want, I just want all the things. Like, what more do you need from me? Um, <laughs> no, but then I ended up signing a five-year deal. I was like, this is great. There was no league here. It mm -hmm, folded. Yeah. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Twiddle my thumbs? I, I need to make the national team. Yep. So the only way to do that is to play week in and week out. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the national team coach saw me and... And then I got my first, you know, offer to go into camp. And I was like, I need to make it once again difficult for them to not call me back in. Absolutely. So I'm going to do everything I can. And I did. And yeah. they were like, we want you. We want you on the team. And I was like, this is so insane. It's so crazy. This is like, this is what I, you know, was built for. This is what I worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. And now I can't lose that. Right. I'm here. So and Germany helped that. Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was just going to say, like, your career is so decorated and you, mm -hmm. you've had so many highs and you've had, like, a little bit of lows as well. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about the 2015 and the 2019 run, like, yeah. because it seemed Crazy. like... Like I remember watching, and that's right. like it's like, like the whole galaxy was tuned in to you guys, yeah. like, every single game. I would, wherever I was at, when y'all was about to play, I was running home, <laughs> tuned in, tuned sure. in. Yeah screaming at the tv like what was yeah. the synergy like with both of those teams like what what was that whole what was it like like just what was the experience i mean incredible like and people ask that all the time and i'm like you can't even put it into words the emotion mm -hmm. because you work your entire life to be on the world cup team and to win you know at that tournament at that level yeah because that's every kid, that soccer kid's dream. That mm -hmm. is the best tournament in the world. It's the biggest tournament in the world. It is, it is the pinnacle of our sport. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you're out, when you're there is like your opportunity. Like you made it. Like you you literally made it. Um, whether that be Olympics or World Cup. World Cup's obviously considered, you know, like just specifically for our specifically, sport. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's you know treated like a little bit you know different and and like a higher standard. So it was insane. Yeah. Like I was just, it was a dream <laughs> to, to, to be on, yeah. And yeah. We, we made the final, we won. Like it was just every game mattered. Right. And it was every game you felt like I worked my entire life, every single day that I was out on the field for this game. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the game, that game led to the next game. And then that game led to that. So you're like, you got to give everything because this every is it. Mm -hmm. You don't even know if we're ever going to be back, if we're mm -hmm. going to yeah. you know, compete in the World Cup qualifiers and even make it. Mm -hmm. So this is your chance and you got to show up. And yeah. if you don't show up, then like you're out. So right, right, right. we all knew that. But we also tied it into we need to win and be successful so that the federation will listen to us so that we get what we deserve. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So that fight was alongside just the 
regular fight to win a championship mm -hmm. so then we were also fighting another battle right to to really have people listen to us and and um you know the fight for equality and all of that kind of came alongside and hand in hand right. so that's what also was motivation for us to win every game we were like all right if we win they're gonna listen so we have to win and we have to show up and i mean that's a whole another story but it was incredible it yeah. was incredible. 2011 was also amazing because it was in Germany. So yep. everything came full circle. Right, I was like, right. oh, I'm in my I'm second home. Here. Like, this is nice. But we lost right. in the final. So then that was motivation, was motivation. To, to win in 15. And then, yeah, 2019 was probably the best team I think the U.S. Is, has had in a long that's time. It. And that's why I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, just following up from what you said before, you have, I think you're very unique because you play for 17 years. So your landscape of experience mm -hmm. is very different, right? Mm -hmm. So you started uh, seven, oh, seven, then you were just with Gotham, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So talk to me about the landscape of women athletics, right? From what you've seen, how it has grown over the years. Mm -hmm. There's things, are there things from your opinion that maybe need to change, have mm -hmm. changed? Like mm -hmm. what is your perspective on that? Cause you were able to be a part of so many great teams and see the evolution of women's soccer, football, it's, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's, yeah, soccer's fine too. Um, it's it's grown tremendously. Like obviously there's so many more fans now, support, money, yeah. sponsorships, people investing. Mm -hmm. That's where it needs to be and continue to go in order for us to be successful. But because there were, you know, three leagues or two leagues that failed, that that, you know, folded, mm -hmm. that, you know, weren't sustainable, um, I think we learned a lot from that moment. But US soccer had funded the NWSL at the very beginning. So that's kind of what catapulted it. Um, and then obviously us, the yeah. players. Like yeah. we are, have power and numbers. Members, we were willing to see this through. We were willing to, you know, make this everything that every young kid dreams of. Mm -hmm. And we've always dreamt of playing club soccer and in a league in our country. So we weren't going to let that slide. We were, we were like, we all need to just stick to this and we need to come together. We need to use our voice. We need to like, you know, work with the organizations and the federations to really give us what we, what we deserve and what this country deserves Absolutely. to have yeah. and fight for women initially. And then, you know, women's sports has been on the map now and like female athletes are just crushing the game so and, killing it. and so dope. that, you know, trajectory um, really took so much work at like the gra grassroots level like literally i remember showing up to training the first year of the league asking for a pair of socks wow like struggling to, yeah we would have to wash our own gear and nah, i'd be like this wild. is i mean people have people have no idea as professionals as i was professionals. like i had better at penn state yeah. i yeah. had better you know professionalism and um equipment and just all the things, like all the categories. Yeah. I was like, this how is this better at college? And it's not. But it took it took so many years. Still now. Still, now. still the accommodations mm -hmm. can be so much better. Um, you know, the the playing surfaces. We still play, you know, a couple couple fields are on turf. And turf. it's like yep. I mean, we, we have to continue to fight. I mean, the work will never be done, but it's definitely gotten better. It's definitely um I think all of us at the end of the day, no matter that we're, you know, opponents and, you know, not all play for the same team, even around the world, we know that we have power in numbers and we know that we are, you know, can fight for each other. Um, across all leagues, like women, I just yeah. know that we lean on each other. Um, when something doesn't go right, we always fight for, for what's good and, and what we deserve. And, and so that's something that I think we all lean on each other. And I know at the end of the day, even though, you know, I'm playing against you week in and week out, I know that you have my back 
like off this field, we fight together for more, for better, um, and for, you know, a better path for these younger generations to just have it a little bit easier yeah. along the way. Yep. And so that's what we're continuing to do, but it's definitely gotten, I was at the final and the accommodations at the final were wonderful. Yeah. Like the way that they treated us, Nike came in, um, you know, obviously Adidas gave gifts. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, we the treatment was, it felt like a professional. professional setting. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was like a Final Four type As vibe. I was be. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But finally you felt like, whoa, this is, this is legit. Like the I feel, this how it should yeah. be, be this is how it should be, anyway. how it should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And all, I mean, there were obviously little bits and pieces that can be better, but yeah, to your point, like it's, it's gotten to a, to a place where it's exciting. Um, we have more fans, we have more investment. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we need continuously for this to be successful and for this to be the best league in the world, which absolutely. I think yeah. it's, it's there now. It's a great right. answer. It's mm -hmm. amazing answer. An amazing like that answer. was a fire answer. It has <laughs> to be acknowledged. So much, yeah. I feel like it had to be acknowledged. <laughs> no, yeah. definitely. You play with like some of the biggest stars yeah. in this sport. Like yeah. Hope Solo. You play with mm -hmm. Rapino. Like mm -hmm. you play with Alex Morgan. Like Julie Ertz. Like, Abby Wambach. Yeah, mm -hmm. like Abby Wambach. Abby yeah. Wambach. Like who's someone you played with that really helped your mm -hmm. development? That you mm -hmm. look back and you're like she really helped me get better or she really helped me learn this mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a handful yeah. obviously um but i would say abby heather metz christy rampone yeah um even shannon box like those those were my older players when i was on the team mm -hmm. um and then you know even younger players i just remember you know leaning on you know pino and carly and yeah. um alex even um and, and becky so mm -hmm. those were like my my age um players who i really leaned on them and they made me look so good on the field yeah um shout out but um it was definitely abby christy rampone boxy and, and mitts where yeah. i i showed up and they were willing to take me under their wing um and they knew how good i could be and i think that they valued that and they were like listen if we get the best out of her and we like lean in yeah. and we help her along we hold her hand and we um then we're gonna be more successful yeah, and yeah. so i think that's how i tried to end my career along the way just you know, leaning into those younger players because I knew how good they could be. And I knew that if they were going to be good, then we were going to be successful. So yeah. it's like, how can I get the best out of them and demand a lot, but because I know they're good enough, right. um, but yet be supportive. And I think that that's what they were to me. Yeah. And so they kind of just really helped me along. They taught me how to be a pro really. Cause it's not all about skill. Right. And yeah. you show up and you're like, listen, you're not playing because the coach would always be like, you're not going to be playing because even though if you're better, you need to watch how she's, she is as a professional, mm -hmm. like how she carries herself, she carries herself. how she represents yep. the team, how she represents herself and like how she cares for the teammates. And like, and I was like, and I never really understood it until I was told that yeah. because, you know, younger players walk in and they're like, Oh, I should be playing. I should be starting because I'm the best of the best wherever I just came from. Right. But that doesn't mean that you have all the qualities right, right, just because right. you're technically good and you're more skillful doesn't mean you're a pro automatically. Mm -hmm. And so I think I needed to learn that along the way. Once I learned that, which I learned it pretty quickly because I wanted to play. <laughs> I, I was play, like, oh, teach yeah. me all the things. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was key for me. Um, yeah. And that's what they did. And I was, um, and I still am so appreciative because I can call any of those players and teammates and now friends any day of the week and they would pick up the phone and, and help. 
That's dope. Because mm-hmm. I be trying to call Jarvis sometimes and he don't pick up the <laughs> no, phone. No, I don't. And try, it kind of pisses me off. So nah, it's like, don't, don't it's believe cool that. Even three in the morning. Yeah. Call me anytime. He knows. My phone's always up. Yeah, you're like, I always. Someone actual friends who pick up the phone for them. I would, just being around you, right? And just being, you, me hearing these things you're saying in your aura, um, just you're so mentally tough, right? So mm-hmm, you've dealt thanks. with so many injuries, mm-hmm. um, you know, pre-college and during your career, mm-hmm, right? So your ACL, MCL, yeah. mm-hmm. concussions, severe concussions, Three, yeah. you know, broke your leg. Mm-hmm. What is your why? Like, why? what keeps you going? And, you know, even when you were professional, you had all alkylades and, yeah. you know, still got hurt. Like, what mm-hmm. made you just want to keep mm-hmm. coming back? It's pretty simple for me. Um, well, two things. I love being a part of big, something bigger than myself. Um, and being a part of team sport, that is like, I don't know, it just, it, it gives me a spark. Like it just is enjoyable to be out there playing with my teammates and playing the silly game. Mm. (laughs) I don't know why I love it so much, but it's just so enjoyable. And then two, probably more importantly, um, I'm addicted to winning. That's as simple as it gets. Like Mm. I am so addicted to winning. That's why it's so difficult to retire. But, um, and anything that I do, like I want to be elite. I don't just want to be average or excellent. Like I am always striving to be the best. And I think that's why this sport was really healthy for me. Um, Now it's going to be a struggle to kind of navigate that transition. Um, I got to find something else to be addicted to. But over the years, I've just been, I just want to win. And now, I mean, I can't say I'm hanging any medals. Like it's just that, that doesn't matter to me. Like the, you know, the, um, it's just winning with, other people who have the same passion for the same sport and um yeah it drives me it drives me i and love that's, that that's simple yeah, as simple I'm as i can explain it i love that mm. that's fire mm. talk about winning the championship with gotham right before <laughs> like <laughs> I know your coach was saying mm-hmm. this isn't Alex's last like, game. Not Alex. Like, <laughs> like, like three, three games last in a row. game, and like oh, yeah. y'all end up winning the chip. Like talk about that run. Like that's the typical storybook ending yep. Disney movie when, <laughs> when, like, like it's perfect. It's a match made in heaven. Talk yeah. about that. I insane. Like it was a dream come true. It was so rewarding. Um, I manifested that. Um, and it might sound crazy, but like, I, I just manifest things in my life that I want to actually see through and and happen. And recently it's been like a lot that's been consistently happening when I like actually speak it into existence. So yeah. And so I was obviously addicted to winning, but I, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I am going to give everything because it's obviously my, my last, um, I just want to give the, these players and this organization everything I have, but also myself and my family. I want to fight because now I know that I can just enjoy, have fun because it is, you know, every game is like one less yeah. um, leading to the final. But those games that we had, making it squeaking into the playoffs yeah. um, at my retiring, retirement game, we had to we had to tie. We couldn't allow one more goal because right. we would have been out against yep. Orlando. Yeah. So we squeaked in. And then we went to North Carolina and we were like, listen, like we are the best team in the league. We just have to now, like, this is our chance. Like if we lose, we're done. So like, you got to give everything. Like how much do you all want it? Mm -hmm. And so we work all of that, like in, in, in eight, nine months, right. You work your butt off to get to that moment. And I'm like, 
we didn't come this far just to come this far. Absolutely. Yeah, we're here yeah. now. So, like, we're here. we're here. We might as well win. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was just, like, raring to go. And obviously, like, we are following you, and we are ready, and, like, let's do this. And so that was, like, extra motivation on top of mm-hmm. just getting there and wanting to win. Um, we beat North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, holy shit, like... This is like we're in the semi. Yep. This is <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're here. Okay, oh, yeah. we're, we're keeping it going. And then my coach was like, "This is not Allie's last game." And then we went to Portland, which is the toughest place to play mm-hmm. because they have twenty-two thousand fans. Yeah. You're playing on turf. It's like the atmosphere is crazy. They create such a cool soccer like city and town and all the things. Like you, you love playing there, but you yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's against you. Yeah, you're rarely successful. Right. And so I was like, all right, like let's just do it. Let's bring it. We're like the underdog here. Like we're gonna show them why we deserve to be here and how good we can be. We end up like. I remember going into the second 15 minute overtime. I was like, we're not going to PKs. Like, I just refuse. Like, this is just like, it's so nerve wracking. Like, we have to finish this. I remember talking to the team and I was like, we need to do everything. I don't care what it takes. Like, you throw your body, you like claw, you scratch, you fight because we can't go into PKs. We're not. Like, I refuse. And like, all of us were like, yeah, yeah. You know? (laughs) And so we go out there and then one of our subs, Katie Sango, who's like insane. I mean, we don't really, I shouldn't say subs, like game changers because. Anyone on our team can start. It's yeah. just like, it's yep. just Everyone's the coach's good. choice, right? right it's right, like, right. you can't control that. But she comes in and she rips the shot, like just gets one chance, just fucking rips it in the back of the net. It was probably the goal of the year. Yeah. Um, Insane. We go crazy. And there's like five minutes of us. I'm like, come on. We gotta keep, <laughs> hey, let's like, go. Like, yeah, like, keep it, do whatever you can. Just kick it out. I don't care where it yeah. goes. But like five minutes. Yeah. Like you're just Hold like, it together. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then we went, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and they had, like, so many opportunities, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's hard for me as a defender to say that. I'm like, yo, I, was I not doing my job? <laughs> but they had so many opportunities, too, to really, like, tie it or close mm-hmm. the game out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, everything happens for a reason. Like, they just weren't on. And yeah. it was our it was our game to take. Go to San Diego for the final. I'm like, this is crazy. Because at the beginning of the year, you think like, oh, yeah, we're going to like, that's our goal, right? Yep. Every team's yeah. goal. Every team's goal. Final, yep. But it was like slowly happening. Manifestation. And I was like, oh, we might as well. Yeah. Like, we're we're here. Here. We, we might as well, well. win this. Yeah, like, we might as well win this. That's, that's a great fire. way to go out. That's a great way to go out too and then on top. That whole game, yeah. It was such a build up and um, playing against another, you know, one of the best teams in the league. It was just like a storybook ending. Congratulations again. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, one of our stable questions that we always ask, um, it could be a one word or phrase, but if you had to describe your life in one word or phrase, what would you say and why? But you can't use adversity because mad people be using And it's mad common, it's easy. No. Um, you can think one word or phrase to describe your life in one word and yeah, why. I would say humbling. Why? Because... At the end of the day, I I signed up to play football, right? I signed up to play soccer, and I was addicted to winning, and I'm so driven to be successful, um, and that's with everything I do. But you don't always sign up for all of the other things that come along with it, right? You sign up for the sport. Yeah. But then as you go through, you know, you start building your brand, and you start getting noticed and becoming a public figure, and then mm-hmm. all these other responsibilities come into play. and um, And I just feel like, over time, I never allowed that to kind of get to my head. 
And I tried to continue to be that same human being that I was in from the very beginning because like that's the person at the end of the day that you're going to live with because football doesn't last forever and then the fame doesn't last forever Mm -hmm. and the relevancy doesn't last forever um, and all the things that come along with it. So I tried to be consistent in who I am to my core um, and understand myself on a deep level no matter how many changes and adjustments are to my life. I still want to be that kind, um, hardworking, empathetic, compassionate human being. Um, and I tried to just do that along the way, but it's very difficult when you're put in these, you know, environments and cultures and situations where, you know, sometimes, you know, you change and, um, And so I tried to not allow that to really seep in too much. And I think it's really important to continue to have those deep conversations with your friends and family, but also fans and supporters and make those connections because people need people at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And no one's, no one job is better than the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately I think that's like what I tried to do. And so I think, yeah, humbling is, is good because out of all the championships I've won or all the accolades I get, it's like at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. And Man. and that's part of your success. Man. Yeah. You know you're disciplined. You, you always, you always kept, yeah. always kept, like, you kept the main thing, the main thing. Good, yeah. you, kept, you know, the same yeah. key factors that made you who you were at the beginning, you held it to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just hope I, you know, continue to be that um, because I want my kids to see that too. Absolutely. Mm. Fire. Mm. Um, the last question that we always ask, you know, this show is called the second win, right? Um, so what advice do you have for anyone trying to catch their second win or Mm -hmm. someone that might want to be the next you, you Mm -hmm. know, or someone that's just going through something in life that they need to overcome? What advice do you, can you give them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, control the controllables. Um, I also think don't be afraid to take that risk because that risk led me to my dream job. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to, you know, make yourself uncomfortable because that's when you grow as a human being the most. Right. Um, and then just try to do what you love to do because if you love to do it, um, you're going to have fun and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to bring your best. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm man that's amazing no some yeah. of those answers were crazy <laughs> like the addicted to winning one that hit that's that's so <laughs> you're not addicted i'm to addicted winning, i'm addicted boy. to winning you losing all, addicted the time. To winning. You all the time yeah you're not addicted to <laughs> but guess what winners find a way to yeah, win exactly like, what the fuck? <laughs> whatever look ali listen let's go out in the yard and that's what i'm saying yeah are you ready no, real, I'll go, i have a couple of balls i'll go back there oh no hey we want to tell you man thank you we appreciate you getting on the show we really really appreciate it a lot of these answers hit Thank me you. deep, so I know uh, they yeah. gonna hit y'all deep. Second with family, go ahead and like, comment, comment subscribe. subscribe. Tell who you need to tell. You tell know, your tell aunt, everyone. Tell your pet fish. Long your distant relevant, relative, your long everybody. Relevant. Yeah, whoever you need to tell, tell them. Tune in. Yes, we got it's Ali Creek. Shout out from the rooftops. Yes. Listen, I'm gonna be doing it. You need to be doing it. Let's yeah, get it going. From on, the rooftops. Yes, the legendary Allie Krieger's show. Thank you. Thank you.